everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach. And Adam, happy Tuesday. Uh, well, I guess happy Monday Tuesday when you listen to, you. to it. Yeah, it's, happy it's, X-Men Monday. It's happy Tuesday. Tuesday to our live listeners. Happy happy live Tuesday, everybody. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Um, hey, Adam, I've, 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 been, I've been mean to ask you something. Yeah, please do. You, you know how uh, you know how we have this good dynamic on our podcast. Absolutely, every uh, week. What if there was more of me than you could deal with? What if there were multiple men? <laughs> I was wondering how I could do this to you, and I'm so glad <laughs> that I didn't figure it out, and that you have done it to me. <laughs> I'm so glad too. I'm so glad too. Uh, it's it's a very exciting time for all of us. Uh, because we're going to talk about Jamie Madrox. He is the multiple man, and uh, it's a it's a good one. It's going to be a good one. We've got so much fun coming right now. For people who are listening, I just made two of me on the chat. That's all for the future people on the <laughs> on the audio only. I, yeah, I double. We can't see the double U. Yeah, it was a very fun thing. Uh, but do you know why there's going to be so many of us? Because this episode is all about Jamie Madrax, who requested uh, this story that is going to start us off. Patreon supporter Evan McCarthy. He went on over to Patreon. He gripped it. He ripped it. And he decided, (laughs) guys, I want you to talk about Jamie Madrax all day. And we said, okay. Yeah. It's not like we had to do it That's all we did. We said, okay. (laughs) It was fine. It wasn't a big deal. We said we'd do it. He gave us money. And if yeah. you want to be like him, you can go on over to Patreon.com, uh, toss a couple dollars our way, and uh, we'll do a whole story around one of your suggestions. Now, his suggestion yeah. specifically was the Marvel Knights series, Madrox. Oh, yeah. Yep. This is the miniseries that leads into the Peter David X-Factor run. Uh, it's written by David uh, with Pablo Romandi doing the art on this one. Uh, starring Jamie in his role in Triple X Investigations, which does sound like a pornography thing. <laughs> and his, uh, that, that exact joke is made in the book. More than once. <laughs> Beginning and end of the book, right? It's um, everywhere. You're right. This is sort of proto-XFI, and uh, we're getting, you know, the cast almost together. We're really just uh, getting the idea of the multiple uh, Jamie's going off and getting life experience and coming back. And then we also have Guido and rain. Um, yeah. Rain's here. Rain's still a teen in this one, which is wild uh, that rain was under 21 uh, in this one. And then Peter David does all the Peter David stuff that Peter David does in his real, uh, real book. Yeah. I mean, even in this mini, the way that, she well i mean her subplot involves uh tracking down a uh a, what is it a, a man who's in a coma who's astrally he projecting is, he is a quadriplegic okay uh, and his wife fears that he is cheating on her uh 
because he's a mutant and can astral project, which is quite a thing. And the only thing he can say is Kim. So she thinks that he is astrally sleeping with a she. It turns out to be a he and Rain, I guess, accidentally kills the astral projection. Yeah, (laughs) two-time Glad Award winner Peter David. uh, He uh, made some choices here. Oof. The main plot is sort of like uh, Madrox imagining that he is this noir detective. Uh, I mean, he um, says imagining. He's doing noir stuff. Sure. Uh, he, you know, there's a femme fatale. There's a, there's a gangster. There's a reporter. Um, and there's multiple Madroxes, including a multiple dead one. Men? There's mo- <laughs> multiple men? And they keep killing They keep killing Madrox? <laughs> I feel like we've done this recently. I but yeah, feel like we've had just a off. lot of X Factor. Yeah, we really have. Um, and he's starting to sort of build all of this world with Mutant Town and the Power Plant Bar. Um, and, you know, a Jamie Madrex right off the bat gets shot. He does. And we find out that this Jamie actually was getting busy with a gangster's girl. Who's not happy because Jamie goes to investigate his own murder, which is a very good plot idea. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the whole premise of Jamie, like living instead of just being dupes, but actually living their own existences and having their own adventures and then coming back and the Jamie prime trying to figure out what happened. That's, that's always going to be somewhat interesting. It's just how it's played. And, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, once we actually get sucked into the mystery of what's going on here, is it interesting? I don't think the mystery's great. Let's be fair. I think there's a lot of neat ideas going on here. I yeah. think I think the concept of Madrox sending out a bunch of dupes into the world and saying, go learn something and then come back. I think that's <laughs> phenomenal. Like, Peter David has that kernel of an idea, and it's so good. And it's also, if I may, just like mildly problematic when a when a dupe goes out and says, uh, I'm going to go be a Shaolin monk and learn like ninja stuff. Look, look, <laughs> I look. Guess, that we'll look, use later in the story. Yes. Look, not all of it's great. It's a mid 2000s yeah. Marvel comic. It's got some challenges. It's Marvel Knights. It's real. It's heavy. It's. It's a Jimmy Palmiotti joint. (laughs) It's tough. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, the the story does a really good job of sort of setting up the world, setting up the new new premise, the new standard for what Jamie is in this era. Um, But I do think that the, the central mystery, the story, which turns out to be that the girl is some sort of like... Bug alien mutant? creature? She's some yeah. bug alien mutant thing? It's, yeah. And she and, wants and, to be the mob boss. Right. Um, so she's going to kill her, like, leave Schreiber-looking husband. Um, there's a Steve Buscemi-looking uh, reporter involved in this story as well who bites the dust at a certain point. Spoilers. I mean, yeah. But, the mystery is not good, and that's the core problem with this, because this is a mystery book. Like, it's a detective noir agency, and I don't feel any sense of the mystery being a good thing. 
Yeah, I mean, there's enough things uh, sort of dangled in front of us, including this whole idea of there's an assassin in the story named Clay, who is also a multiple man, and claims there's many that, of like, them. Which it, actually, Jamie, there's only two. It's weird. There's only two. There's only two, so we don't know the extent because he dies. But um, like, he kind of drops this idea that Jamie is. Jamie doesn't know what he is, you know, and I don't know if that's ever been followed up on. I, I it absolutely it has. has in wild, is wild it? ways. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you haven't you haven't actually read the first part of uh, Pad's X Factor. Not past the first arc. So how far does he get into it? Like, I mean, a hundred percent of the way into it. He's not a mutant. He's kind of a mutant. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that is followed up on because he is dropping these things in, and you know, I had me wondering, like, okay, well, will will this come back? Uh, you know, Peter David's usually good about picking these threads up. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Uh, is it good? I don't uh, know. I don't know. Uh, is the art good? How do you feel about the art? the The art is good for the kind of story that it's telling. Um, you know. I think that, um, you know, you can definitely tell that he is drawing on different actors, like I mentioned, for photo reference. Mm -hmm. um, I can't tell who all of them are all the time. And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't, because the likeness of an individual character kind of shifts now and then. So, you know, you've got Steve Buscemi on one page, and then it's the same character on a different page, but it doesn't look like Steve Buscemi anymore. Mm -hmm. So those are some choices that I think are a little bit questionable, but in terms of the flow of the story, I, I think it's done pretty well. Um, you know, I, I think where the book suffers is because during XFI, you have a larger cast. So you have more fun characters to play around with. And here we're really just hanging out with Jamie for the most part. The only other part of the story is the rain story. And that's just not that interesting. It's not that interesting. It's also bad actually. Yeah. It's yeah. not great. I don't like the rain story at all. Guido's Guido's. I I do love me some strong guy. Strong guy gets some choice jokes in yucks, and that's uh that's all you can expect from him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's ducking through doorways, and uh, I don't know. It, it's fun to sort of see the the beginnings of this, but um, it's not quite there yet. It's not. Uh, but you do know, you know what? It, this this is that pilot episode that people don't rewatch when they binge. This is very true. Uh, you know, that may not be there yet, but do you know what is there now? Huh. Uh, a gigantic list of 300 odd X-Men stories. Um, there is, this is our, uh, master list of all the X-Men stories ever. There are 360 an entire circle's worth of stories on this list right now. The number one story is Dark Phoenix Saga 90, because we are going to go, we're going to go Radiance, baby. Uh, 90 <laughs> is Excalibur 61, Truth and Consequence, which I'm pretty sure is that time that uh, Rachel and Galactus do a good fight. Uh, yep. 180 is Spider-Man and the X-Men 1 and 2, Dinosaurs. Uh, 200 and, what is it? I know how to do math. 240. Jeez. But it's been a while since I've done some geometry. Uh, that's X-Men 48, Beware the Computo, the commander of the robot hive. <laughs> and 360 on this list. 
Uh, it should have. It's uh, Uncanny X Men Dark Phoenix or the Draco. I'm I screwed up a lot. There, we should have done 300 as well, but who cares? It's okay. Um, there were words in there and classic uh, so 43. Um, <laughs> giant list. I think we have XFI's first arc at uh, ranked pretty high. Uh, yeah, 70. It's, yeah, it's not as good as that though. Oh no, none at all. But um, you know, like I said, like this, it really does feel like the pilot to a show that like doesn't quite have its feet under it yet. You know what I mean? Or like the first season, and then oh, we pick it up in season two, and it's way better. Um, How do you feel about it compared to Wolverine in the X Men thirty through thirty five, the Hellfire Saga at one sixty one? I mean, that's not great, but I I would go back and revisit that. I think that's more fun than this. How do you feel about this compared to they keep killing Madrox? Um. I liked that more. I know that you were not as, as um, in love with that particular story because um, I liked it more because of the premise of it and, and some of the possibilities that it opened up for, for uh, Jamie. But I, I know you weren't completely sold on that one. Here's what Where I'm do we have that? Where That's that at 187. At 190's Deadpool the Circle Chase. I like that better. I do um, too. This is better than The Invisible Woman had, has vanished at 198 though. Uh, yeah, I think so. Probably better than Legion Quest. Yep. I don't know if it is better than Wolverine Cocaine. I, I, I will not say anything definitive, but one of us may have written an article that claims that Wolverine Cocaine is one of the 10 best Wolverine stories and a major publication may be uh, publishing it. So, (laughs) yeah. So, So that's the ceiling. He does fight a lot right. of cocaine, Adam. He just fight uh, talk a block of cocaine. Good lord! So that's our new one ninety five, the Marvel Knights Madrox series uh, for XFI completists. Man, you got the bow tie and the suspenders. Looking sharp, I got bro. Bow tie, got suspenders. I had jacket, but it's hot. It's hot in my basement. Today. Yeah, yeah. That's why I need this always refreshing Miller Lite, a fine Pilsner beer. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, um, where do you want to go next? Uh, the next story we're going to go to is from a bit later in Peter David's X-Factor run. It's X-Factor 39 and 40. Um, and we're going to start this one off uh, with a content warning. Uh, yeah. yeah. S- straight up, uh, no jokes, this, this story is going to deal with a lot of really rough stuff, including uh, complications with pregnancy and miscarriage and just a lot of stuff that's going to be challenging for a lot of people. Uh, so if that's uh, you, maybe duck out for the next 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, content warning about self-harm. There's just uh, a lot in ideation. this one. There's a lot in these two issues. So if that's not your cup of tea, maybe come back in like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Something like that. Yeah. So um, here's here's where we're at. At this point in the story, uh, Teresa Rourke, uh, Terry, has been pregnant with Madrox's baby because what? he had a he had a one night stand with both her and Monet at the same time uh, in separate rooms with, and he wasn't sure uh, which one was the real one and which one was the dupe, and that got both of them mad at him. Just let that settle for a second. Yeah. Hey, Madrox is supposed to kind of be a trashy bad guy. So like fair, like, 
that's that's in character for Jamie. Where this goes though is pretty wild because these this first issue centers around uh, Siren giving birth to Jamie's son, mm-hmm. and then I I don't even know. I mean, most of the issue is sort of spent with Jamie being delighted by the idea that he is going to be a new father, uh, delighted that uh, Siren has asked him to marry him, and they are going to sort of, you know, live happily ever after. Um, and he promptly absorbs the baby. Yep. Uh, and then the next issue, he's very depressed, uh, wants to kill himself and kill uh, Reverend John Maddox, and is stopped because... Uh, what's her name? Lila, or Layla. Layla Miller. Layla Miller comes back from uh, Bishop's future that she was stuck in after Messiah Complex, uh, and that's the big cliffhanger ending. I honest, okay, so, so, uh, me and Adam discussed not doing this story <laughs> ever? Yeah, yeah. Because... Like we're we're gonna lay this out on the table. This isn't fun. Uh, a few years back, my wife and I suffered a miscarriage. It was early term. A lot of people have it a heck of a lot worse. Uh, everyone in our family is happy and healthy now, uh, but that was a very impactful and it it was a rough time for myself and my wife. Uh, so I had read this story before. I knew what was coming coming back to it the story doesn't upset me on a level of like relatability there's stories that do that that appropriately handle this topic uh specifically there's a later volume of saga that i happened to read very soon afterwards and did cry over Mm -hmm. uh that handles this well in a way that peter david absolutely does not here because here he there are there are two very large issues with this one he uses a miscarriage for purely shock value uh to the point where at the beginning of this issue he has a special editor's note that says don't spoil this for anyone this is a big surprise and that feels gross as hell yeah, I think one of the things we talked about this before, um, you know, after both of us had reread it and before, you know, we uh, sat down to, to record. And I think that was one of the things that both of us were both taken back by is that there are always these cutesy, um, you know, <laughs> what's up with Peter David kind of things on the on the recap pages as right. you enter the stories. And this issue, the first one um, is is basically asking you not to spoil this like exciting development in the story. Um, Okay. So, and then the second one, which deals with Jamie, you know, contemplating suicide even includes the phrase, the ending of this issue will blow you away. And I I just found it like, I think both of us agreed that this is um, handling its subject matter. So, it's trivializing it. It's making it f- very flippant, and it, those introductions make it even worse. You know, they 
they take it to another level that it doesn't need to be taken to. So Absolutely. I interrupted. You said you said the one. No, and that's then you good. Were... The second yeah? the second big issue I have with this is that Peter David chooses to center Madrox, who is the central character of this story, but is a it's a group book. There's like nine characters on this team, right? He chooses to center Madrox and Madrox's pain in this completely sidelining Teresa mm -hmm. in a way that is legitimately disgusting to me. I looked forward because I knew, okay, well, maybe the next issue is about uh, Madrox and the rest of the team doesn't even appear in number 40. So fine. Maybe, maybe that one's about him. Mm -hmm. I kept flipping. I kept flipping. There is one scene in the next 12 issues about Terry and what Terry's going through. And most of it is referencing back to her alcohol problems from X-Force, never directly dealing with the fact that she suffered a loss of a birth, a loss of a child. It's focused so much on Jamie and Jamie's reward of getting this, getting the child that he was stranded in the future with back as an older now legal person. It's messed up that they don't yeah. do anything about what Terry's going through. And it legitimately upsets me. Yeah. Um, if you look at the story just in terms of its, uh, you know, its plot points, Jamie essentially is guilty of infanticide. He allows a child to be born and then essentially kills it and then is rewarded by getting his, I guess, this weird sort of like child bride back from the future. It's so weird. Like what you were just talking about, this idea that this, the issue after this focuses entirely on Jamie's fallout, which is very, uh, it's, it's very hyperbolic. You know, it's like, oh, you walked here. You know, you walked 600 miles to get to uh, to the pastor, to John Maddox. Um, like, really? I, I just wish that any of this could have been taken. If you're going to play with fire and you're going to play with topics that are this serious in terms of self-harm, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the loss of a, of a child, um, these are dark things that need to be treated with at least a little bit of reverence so that you can tell a, a solid story without it just being, I, I used the word flippant before, and it, it just feels that way. It feels tossed off. Mm -hmm. uh, should, should say uh, that Valentin Delando uh, does the art on these ones. Um, mm -hmm. Art's, art's fine. The art tells the story. Um, it's art's a, fine. It's a story that I have a lot of trouble with, a story that I obviously dislike, in uh, one where I legitimately feel like they, they didn't know what they were doing and were more concerned of having something that would make the freaking Scans Daily forums go nuts than actually looking at the ramifications of the story they were telling. It's a problem that many comics have, and 
it can be very challenging when you are dealing with dark subject matter to handle it appropriately. Even when you have the best of intentions, it can go poorly. And well, I, and you might be giving him too much credit. Like I don't necessarily know that he does have the best of intentions. I, in telling I don't, the story. I don't, I don't, I don't, I know, I, I know that there's that other, <laughs> I know there's other times where there have been similar, uh, like the Rosenberg run of Uncanny, for example. Well, I've mm-hmm. talked to Matt. I've talked to Dor. I know. I know these guys well enough to know that there was no harm intended on these things. Uh, they had the best of intentions, and they screwed it up in a in a significant way. So I can, so I can see how easily it can happen, even when you're trying to do it right. And sure. when you're not trying to do it right, it's just going to happen bad. So that's that's this story. I don't like it. Adam, do you have other <laughs> things to say about it? Because I want to put this somewhere on the list where I don't have to mention it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't have much. Else I don't to like say it. about it. I just um, I agree. And I think that this this uh, is indicative of a lot of comics writing where it's just trying to push buttons without thinking at all about what the the meaning of those buttons are. So uh, without further ado, let's figure out where this is going to go on the list. Um, I definitely think that it is worse than where we just put Madrox at 195. Um, Here's what I will say. Yeah. I think this is a... I think it tells the story that they intended to tell. I don't think they should have told that story the way they told it. There you go. But I think I think they had an objective and they executed it, which is better than some stories on this list. That we- is true, but we're also delving into that thing that drags some of these stories all the way to the bottom, which is are they offensive? Like have have we it's it's not that this is a poorly crafted story in terms of like the text on the page or the the artwork or anything like that it is doing you know for shock value what peter david wants to do i just wonder if it crosses a line where i just don't understand why you know what is what is the larger purpose of telling this story if you're not going to to treat it seriously here's what i'm going to propose yeah this is better than number 348 on our list, Uncanny X-Men Sisterhood. Worse than 347, Uncanny or er, regular X-Force Shatterstar, which is a bad comic, but does have Shatterstar and X-Force riding a lot of Lockheeds at one point, and I like that. Sure. I think that's that's a fine place for it. So that would make it our new 348? That's going to be our new 348. Hachi Machi. I don't like that, guys. No, I, I, I think uh, we originally had that slated to be the third story on the show, and I said, throw it in the middle so that we can end on a, on a much brighter note. We are going to be happier this time, guys. We got another <laughs> one uh, that we like more, uh, oh, which is going to be important. One. This one is good, actually. So uh, good. This is Multiple Man uh, by uh, Matthew Rosenberg and Andy McDonald. Um, it is a weird story about Jamie Madrox doing Jamie Madrox things, uh, and it rules. Oh my God, it rules so much. Uh, Zach, you made quick a, question you made for a flow you. chart, right? 
You made a flowchart about this? I didn't make I didn't make a flowchart, but I did having just reread it this past week, I did sort of just do a quick plot breakdown for myself just so that I could remember exactly what happens. And then someone pointed something out to me that kind of screwed up one little detail. So um, I'm listening. Okay. We should tell people what happens. So Adam, since you laid this out, please lay this out for our dear listening audience. Okay. So if, if you recall before this uh, mini happened, Jimmy Madrax died uh, as part of the uh, death of X event. And are you telling, are you of... telling me, are you telling me they keep killing Madrox? <laughs> they won't stop. They won't stop killing him. So uh, Jamie was off the books at this point. I think people were confused. Wait a minute. How's there going to be a mini? Of course, there's a dupe. Um, there's a dupe that has been locked away for, in the beginning of the story, we don't know why. Uh, if you read quickly, you may have missed even why he was locked up in that chamber. Um, but the Rosenberg New Mutants find this Jamie and a very complicated overlapping series of timelines have uh jamie's fighting armies of jamie's multiple versions of dupes that have uh superpowers from different universes come back ultimately the new standard of who the jamie is in the 616 is established like with three pages to go on the last issue <laughs> so um if you Zach, have you ever watched the movie uh, Prummer? I've not, because I feel like I would have to take some time to do that. Yeah, it's not a long movie. I know, I feel like I'd have to watch it more than once. But yes, like that movie, I've probably seen at least like 25, 30 times. Um, I love it so much. And one of the reasons I love it is because it demands rewatch. It demands you to, to figure it out. It's a puzzle. I don't and, like my movies making demands of me. I'm my own man. I don't need a movie to tell me what to do. <laughs> but it's enjoyable. Like, you know, I, I love time travel stuff. And this takes Madrox and his sort of whole premise of being multiple people at the same time and combines it with time travel shenanigans that are complicated. And you do probably need to go back and read it again to figure it all out. And it's great. It's pretty good. Uh... I like it a lot. Um, so one of the one of the dupes does become the fascist dictator of a uh, alternate timeline. sends uh, sends a dupe back to try and stop himself, and then he kills that dupe. And then he's like, "Oh no, wait! I should be that dupe." And then he he's like, "Oh no, I was bad actually." And sends a bunch of other soldiers into the future, and they try and stop stuff. Uh, they all get superpowers, except for one who becomes a bartender in the Marvel swimsuit universe. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a big fight where dupes are fighting dupes, and it's this whole convoluted thing that takes place over the course of maybe 10 minutes X-Men time. Well, that that is what I also really enjoy about it, is that there are these recursive time loops that are going on in this storyline. You mentioned the Emperor. So... The Emperor is the villain that you think the current Madrox that is locked in the chamber in the basement is going to the future to fight. So these four Jamies come back that are like Cable Warlock, Doctor Strange Cloak, Deadpool, Wolverine, um, and the fourth one's a Hulk. Uh, yeah, he's a Hulk. He, he went, 
He went to the old man Logan future and yeah, drank he went, the water. He went to the wastelands. <laughs> so they come back. You think that this Jamie from the basement is supposed to be like the good guy. He's not. The whole reason he's down there in the basement is because the former Jamie Prime locked him down there for being too treacherous. He pops out of frame for a page uh, in the first issue. He goes and becomes that emperor and comes back and he's the hero in his own. Oh my God. I mean, like, it's that's a lot. The There's of... a lot going on here. <laughs> uh, he people kills, thought this was very confusing when they came out. Self and then goes back to the past. I mean, it's so so smart and fun and um if you missed it go back to my interview with matthew rosenberg uh from the 2019 new york comic-con the last new york comic-con and he said yes uh maybe ever hopefully not uh but he said that andy mcdonald had to actually create his own jamie trading card set just to keep track of which jamie was which and how they were moving through the timeline. So uh, I, one day I would love to see those as part of, uh, you know, an anthology or something like Do that. you know what the beautiful part is? What? None of it matters because all the other Jamies die except for the Jamie that was a bartender. Uh, and That's that, right. Jamie, that Jamie comes back. He's like, sorry, I was late. Uh, turns out the swimsuit universe does suck. And hey, Bishop, that's where you're from. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, and he has the M tattoo on his eye and he says, I'm going to go places and that's it. It's fun. Art is beautiful. Andy McDonald is such an incredible artist in this. It's, I love it. Phenomenal because he's only drawing one character. Yeah. One guy to draw. And that guy has to be instantly recognizable as like 12 guys. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, I mean, the the vast majority of this cast, like 95% of the cast of this book is just Jamie. It's so, just Jamie. Yeah, and other important characters are like Jamie's son. <laughs> you know, Layla Miller pops up. And yeah, Davey, Davey, runs, Davey runs the resistance, uh, which is a room <laughs> in the basement with the words the resistance spray painted on the wall, which is very good. I love that. I love that. Um, but yeah, all the other characters who pop in are different versions of him, different superpowered versions of him, um, you know, villainized versions of him who are all trying to double cross each other and, and get to be the prime. And they and just keep killing Madrox. They do. They do. And, if, you know, eventually a Madrox kills the current Jamie Prime to clear the way for swimsuit special Jamie. And uh, he can be regular Jamie now exactly it doesn't even matter that he was part of the swimsuit special universe he experienced the horrific timeline of bishop's future because that's the way that the swimsuit special universe went um incredible bit of continuity right there that's like that's almost as good as the fact that uh the reason why magneto is in a wheelchair in days of future past is because of access from dc and marvel's all access oh right Yeah. yeah it's that level of good continuities uh, I just, this is one that, um, you know, I mentioned the movie Primer and and going back and watching it and trying to figure out the puzzle. And there is a lot of joy, at least for me, especially as someone who loves figuring out complicated time travel scenarios like this. Um, and I just love trying to figure out, okay, well, how many dupes were there that he sent to the future? There were six. Then one got shot. 
where's the fifth one? Oh, that's where the fifth one went. You know, it's like good. that, that level of detail uh, is smart. And if you just read it once, you'd be like, Oh, that was cool. That was fun. But there's also a deeper, like, it was very satisfying of, on a reread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to read all in one chunk too. like reading this when it was coming out monthly. Like I do wish that they had been able to do this biweekly or something. Cause like having to wait in between issues made it even more confusing at the time. Right. Uh, now let's, uh, let's rank this thing. This is a good one. Uh, it's not my favorite Rosenberg X-Men story, which is at 33 right now. That's new mutants dead souls. Yeah. I, I don't think it's nearly as, I, I well, let me rephrase that. I do think it's nearly as good as that. Like it's from we've mentioned this a couple times that like 2018 was sort of like this weird actually good and right. people forget like, about it because exactly. freaking gold was still going on. Right. There was fun good stuff happening and this is definitely one of those things, but I don't think it rises Numian's Dead Souls was doing stuff with character evolution and Mm -hmm. and making a statement about that cast and then on top of it was just really fun and and smart about what it was doing so i don't think it's necessarily that high but i love it so i certainly am not going to go too low i don't Um, think it's better than number 50 rogan gambit which is another story from that era that's a mm -hmm. self-contained mini that i really like um but I might put it in front of X-Men Red at 58. Oh, I would I would as well. I think X-Men Red is doing a lot of things right, um, but I I think this is more online uh more in line with something like at 55 we have uh, Jeff Johns Morlocks. Um I think that this I think this is better than that. Yeah, I I think it is. Um, I don't think it's better than number 52 E is for Extinction. One through four from Secret Wars. That's got that yep. Ramon Villalobos art. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, well, what I would say, though, is I think even though it's an absolute classic, um, the Magic Mini, which is at 53, I think this has more fun with what it's doing. And I would revisit it before I would revisit Magic. Well, then 53 it is. Uh, Multiple Man, you're number 53 Good now, bud. Good Look showing. you. Hey everyone, uh, that's that's the episode. We we want to thank Evan for uh, being our Patreon supporter of the week, who selected this very fun episode, and I'm very glad he did it. If you want to be like him, Patreon.com/slash uh, Xavier Files gets you to the Battle of the Atom Patreon. Uh, you can support if you can. Right now, things are weird. Don't give us money right now, um, actually. But if you want, you can. There's other better causes right now because everyone's going through some stuff. Uh, but that's there. There's also rewards if you want to request the story. That's how you do it. Um, you can go to the Xavier Files Twitter where you can get all of the latest and greatest in X-Men news uh, and other things that other people uh, comment on. Uh, and then XavierFiles.com, which has, uh, when comics exist again, it's going to have comic talk. Uh, we talked about some trading cards <laughs> that were really neat. Adam did a couple of them. Adam's this way. Um, they were very pretty and very good, and I liked them. Um, good job. Yeah, Adam. I was going to, I was going to plug that. So Scott Madrinsky, um, has released and, uh, as a recording today, um, I think Newsarama did a piece, Zach, you did a great piece with some interviews with some of the artists. Comicbook.com um, did a piece. 
comicbook.com did a piece. Um, so uh, I'm hoping people get to see the cards. Um, they're digital and interactive. Like they're, they're linked cool. up. They're really cool. So when you download the PDF and you see a quote from like X-Men, the animated series, you can click on it and it'll take you to that episode in Disney plus, or yeah. it'll take you to Marvel where that issue is available either to download, or if you have Marvel unlimited, you can read it. So and it, of course, it's hooked up with all the social media and websites of the artists. So uh, Scott did a great job. Trent Seeley did a great job doing uh, the, the writing for the backs of the cards. Absolutely. Um, all the artists did a fantastic job. Like, I was blown away by the art on this. Yeah. They, it, it was really fun to, to be a part of, and, uh, and I love it so much. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, yeah, everyone. And then uh, next week, what are we talking about, Adam? Oh, geez. Uh, ooh, yeah, ooh. I'm throwing you on the spot. Hold on. I, whoa, well, hold on. Uh, come on, Adam. You can we do it. We are talking about uh, 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 hunting for lost people. Oh, yeah, we're doing the hunt. Guys, we're going to do a hunt. <laughs> we're going to hunt for so many people. I'm so excited for all of the very good hunting that we're about to do. Uh, but until then, this has been Bow the Adam. We hope you survived the experience.